Are we talking about doors? Yes. Good. I had no idea what that was, by the way. A door. Okay. Ah, I know what you a door now. I know what a door is. Well, I can guess from what you asked me to look up. <laughs> what is a door? What is a door? I think you step through. <laughs> Don't put your fingers in between because that shit hurts. <laughs> Welcome to Broken Spines at the End of the World, the podcast about all things reading and writing. Today, we're going to discuss our doors and what that is exactly. Well, I'm going to let Sarah explain. No, but I attended a lecture by V. Schwab mm-hmm. a couple of years back where she talked about the concept of doors. Um, I'm pretty sure she's not the one who invented the concept. She just really wanted to talk about it, Mm -hmm. Um, which basically means you're working under the assumption that anybody and everybody is a reader. Uh The people who don't like to read just haven't found the right book yet. That one book that opens the door into the magical world that is literature where you just find yourself somewhere completely new, new, somewhere completely transformed from your own reality, whether it's fiction, like contemporary fiction, fantasy or sci-fi, or even nonfiction doesn't really matter, but just that, that feeling you get from reading a book you really love that just takes you out of your right here, right now and puts you somewhere new. Mm-hmm. And she believes, as asked why, that that book is out there for everybody. You just have to find it. So what I really want to know is what was your door? What made you a reader? Which one was that book that first gave you those chills? I'm not sure if it's actually the first book that got me into reading, because I've loved reading for as long as I can remember. We had a lot of books at home, even though none of my parents really read that much. But we had like a whole series of little Disney books that they collected. Or like one came every month or so, like a subscription or something. So I always had those, but those weren't the ones that I thought about. The book that I thought about... (laughs) It's this really dingy book that I borrowed and then never returned. That's called stealing. <laughs> well, I, f- I found it at my grandparents' house, my father's parents. I have no idea how old I was, but I could read, so... Let's say I was about... At least three years old. (laughs) Let's say around 10-ish, I think. Like, I could read quite well. It didn't have a dust jacket anymore, but I think it had one at some point. I never saw it. I can show you because I have it. It looks like this. Oh, it's pretty. Yeah, it's... it's, Like this very warm yellow with a little... Almost a a doodle... Yeah, of a man fishing. Well, it is a boy fishing. And on his lap is a raccoon. Oh. And the book is called, in English, because it's been translated from English to Dutch, which is the version that I have, 
Um, in Dutch, the title is De Kleine Wilderness, which would translate to like the small wilderness in English. But the original English title is Rascal. So a little rascal. Um, and it's written by Sterling North. It has charcoal illustrations throughout the book, which were done by Robert Nix, it says here. Like I could show you a couple like this. Oh, pretty. Yes, they're very, very simple drawings. Let me find another. There are a couple, wait, I know, like this. Oh, so, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's. I still really like it. I haven't gone through it for years and years and years, but I remember I must have read it at least 10 times growing up. Like it's that one book that I always went back to, like sort of comfort read, because I knew exactly what was going to happen. And still, I didn't really want it to happen because there are some sad moments in there too that still make me sad. So this is editing, Alan. That's one of the perks of editing your own episodes. You can always go back and replace stuff. But I'm not going to lie to you. I just completely screwed up the description of this book in the original audio so I want to tell you what this book is actually about <laughs> like the real story um yeah I looked it up afterwards because I felt like I'd missed something and I was right this book is actually a memoir I didn't know this when I read it as a child but I do now and I feel like it should be mentioned so this book is actually Sterling, no Sterling North talking about his childhood in Wisconsin, I think. He actually had a pet raccoon. How cool is that? I really remember it being such a cute and funny story, but also kind of sad, especially towards the end. And all kinds of mischief and mayhem happen throughout the book. I was going to say the story, but it's his life. It's his childhood. So yeah, I thought you just deserved to know that because if we're going to talk about books, we should at least do it right, right? Okay, back to the episode. That sounds so wholesome. Yeah, it also has like some bits about the First World War, which of course I like. Uh, but I we can see a theme here. Yes. Yeah, I can't really remember if it's like family that fought at the front or what it was like, because like I said, I haven't read this in years. But yeah, it's, it's just a very wholesome book and a very warm book. Like I remember it having a lot of um, summer themed things. So, yeah, like I said, I must have read this at least 10 times <laughs> growing up. It's one of the few books that I actually owned because I didn't own a lot of books. I always borrowed them from the library. Yeah, I was a library goer as well. Yeah. Which is really, Again, really cool, especially for children. Yeah, also because, like I said, my parents weren't big readers. So they didn't have like their own private library like I am now building. So I think I had about, I don't know, 
five books that were actually mine sitting on my bookshelf and that was one of them so the moment you asked me like what's that one book I was like I have to talk about this <laughs> just I just have to it's falling apart the it looks so old especially now I have no idea when this was it doesn't even say it won an award in 1963 that has been a while ago yes it won the Dutton Animal Book Award in 1963 never heard of it but it sounds (laughs) really cute me neither have your kids read it no or have you read it to your kids not yet either well there's a task for you yeah well my son would love that like he always asks me to read to him and I think for Marie it's maybe just a little bit too difficult still for her like it, it has like the very specific like continents like I I'm just flipping through it and I see like North America or then like years like 1918 and stuff like I'm not sure if she would completely understand mm-hmm. like there's a name here that even I can't <laughs> that even I can't pronounce like it says uh, like Chapman's uh, Homer translation from Keats like she would have no idea I yeah. probably had no idea either because like those yeah but in the only... in the entirety of the story it probably didn't matter if you no. get that tiny bit no so yeah that's mine just because it I remember really being in that story when I read it like I I was there like the raccoon yeah. was mine. <laughs> yeah I was that little boy and I had a raccoon as a friend. That being said, when you read a book, like completely random question, by the way, uh, it, when, you, when you read, do you see the things that you're reading? Yeah. In your mind's eye? Yeah. Because apparently there are people who read books that don't see the things they are reading in their mind's eye. I... I heard of that, but I can't imagine how that works. Like, what do you do? Do you just understand what the words mean and then you accept those as like, sure, sure, let's move on. That sounds so boring. Yeah. No, I I, see everything. I just wonder. I see things that no one told me in the book. I add those. Yeah, you just. (laughs) Also, I get angry. Like, this might be a topic for another episode, but I get angry when there's film adaptions. And the people, actually, I'll get to that later when we talk about my door, but I get angry when the film adaptions don't match my imagination. I'm like, why the fuck did you not ask me? I know better. That's a completely different episode because I have a lot of say on that topic. Yes, we will be ranting for like half an hour on that topic in the future. Maybe we could do like our favorite book to movie adaptation and And the one that made us the angriest. Yes. (laughs) Oh my god, I already have names in my head right now. <laughs> Me too. So yeah, I just wonder if you don't see the things that you're reading in your mind's eye, can you fall in love with a book? Hmm. Good question. For the wrong person, because I, I don't know. 
if you are listening to this episode <laughs> I'm going and- to keep doing this because I just want to have a conversation one day with someone who actually listened to this yes. if you are listening to this episode and you can read a book without imagining like the things that are happening on the page like if you don't see what's happening on the page in your imagination let me know what your favorite book is go to our instagram account and like add a comment or something because we need to know yes or dm us or something yes harass us somehow just we need to know i just want to know okay tell me about your door yes my door i actually also was a little boy reading it i turned into a little boy it's a german book Okay. It's called Herde Diebe by Cornelia Funke. It was also translated into English. Um, the English title is The Thief Lord. I've heard of it. That I title think does tell me something. This like. one is maybe not as famous, but she also wrote um, the Inkart series. Yes. I... Which is very famous. Uh, she also wrote, alongside Guillermo del Toro, the book version Pan's of Pan's Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Yes, that still sits on my shelves. I have not read it yet, but I will. But yes, the the thief lord is that that was my door. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm not sure, around eight or nine years old, I guess. I did check. It came out in 2000. So that will put me at eight years old. Um, I do remember I read it in primary school because I borrowed it from the school library. I can still picture the room and I still know like on what shelf the book stood and where I picked it up. Completely random, but that is burned into my mind. It's never going to leave. And this was not the first book I read. Far from. As soon as I could read, I read everything. But it was the first book that just completely transformed me. I turned into those boys because they're mostly boys for those of you who don't know the story is about orphan boys in venice hiding out and living in a rundown uh, movie theater and stealing to survive and there's some scary aunts looking for them because some of them ran away from home there's scary italian men with very red mustaches (laughs) trying to screw them over (laughs) and in the end it weirdly turns into magical realism and it is to this day the only book I've ever read that is just fiction like contemporary fiction Mm -hmm. sort of and then towards the end turns into magical realism just out of the blue (laughs) you're not expecting it and it's the only book I've read to this day that pulls that off because usually when that happens I'm like nah but why Mm-hmm. that was unnecessary but with this one perfect absolutely perfect yeah because sometimes it can like when they do that it can feel like an easy way out like they yeah, it, really it thought often about feels it like a bit ex machina like yes. i need a solution now so we just this works now suddenly but here it didn't and i, feel like I from what i know about the way she writes there's always like some kind of magical element so I'm not surprised yeah if I read her books now and I do still read her books like the new ones she writes you expect magic because you know her also there's usually much more magic in her stories these days 
But here, this one was the first book I read by her and it hit me out of the blue, but it just, it worked. And really, it's maybe a sick sort of fantasy, but I feel like every child sort of wants to be a runaway at some point or an orphan or just out there somewhere in the world fighting for themselves with just their friends, preferably in a rundown movie theater. (laughs) That helps. With a mysterious boy who knows how to steal stuff. Like, yes. So basically, they just want a bit of adventure. I think so. I yeah. Think that's and I found my adventure, my very first one in this book. And ever since, I've not stopped reading all sorts and any sort of books, really. Yeah. It makes me like think of other books too books that I've read a long time ago that are now popping into my head because you're telling me these things yeah one of my all-time favorite books as well is in cart by her oh you should it is so lovely um it's about a girl and her father and it starts out with them being at home and she reads a lot she has like a chest full of books and she's not allowed to read in the dark because she uses candles and candles are dangerous but she does it anyway because you know little girls can be reckless and it's raining and it's the middle of the night and there's a stranger outside of the house waiting for them and then the next morning the father has packed everything up and they're running from the stranger basically and throughout the story um, you learn that she can he can read books out loud and then the characters of the books come to life Mm -hmm. like they come into their reality but things vanish into the books and it's just it is um, it is an amazing world that she built and it's so well written and the characters I love them to death still there is a movie. Yes, I was just going to say, is that where the movie adaptation comes in? Because it I have, has Brendan Fraser in it, doesn't it? Yeah, I have not watched it because it has Brendan Fraser in it. Like, I saw Why the cast like and him? I was like, no, no, they look differently in my mind. That oh, doesn't okay. work. Also, I, I didn't know if the movie was good or not. I really did not want it to ruin any of my memories. So I've not watched it to this day and I don't think I will. I haven't seen it either but I like I know it exists and I know it has Brendan Fraser in it you should read the book though the book is is awesome I might like read yeah, it at some point together with Muddy there's there's very nice villains you would love it ah we do like a good villain yeah there's villains and fire like I'm head over heels <laughs> <laughs> perfect We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Broken Spines at the End of the World podcast. Stay tuned for the next one. If you're interested in the lecture that B.E. Schwab did about the doors, we will try to link it in our show notes, which you can find on Spotify, but also on our website. And now that we've told you about our doors, we would like to know what that book was for you, the one that really got you into reading. On our Instagram, we'll make a little post about this episode. So be sure to go there and tell us about that one book, that special book that will always stay with you because we really want to know. 
See you next time. Bye.